0: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Two, 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 two on this Tuesday. Very, very important news day. I hope you have a pen and paper handy. We're going to give you some amazing facts. And this entire broadcast is fact based. And we do have former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo this evening for you. So the talking points memo is simply Putin versus Biden and NATO. And we are in a new Cold War. So we got out of the Cold War. We're back in it. And it's all because of Putin. He didn't have to do this. Um, One of the questions I'm going to ask Secretary Pompeo is, look, this is not a win for Putin. He may think it is, but it isn't. Because he doesn't get anything from him. what does he get? Whole world hates him now. Um, I, I don't know. Anyway, we'll get into it pretty deeply. So it is apparent that that Vladimir Putin wants to break down world order. And uh, in my opinion, and this is one of the few non-fact-based things I'm going to say tonight, he's trying to develop a relationship with China and say, "Look, you take Asia, we'll take." central europe and the countries that the soviet union used to dominate you know kind of one of those things and we'll help you you help us so keep that in mind um so putin is a what they call a troublemaker he's an aggressive guy who is trying to upset the world and he has succeeded in doing that the financial markets are uh, getting affected And now the West has got to slap back at Putin. I think to some extent it will. All right. But again, we'll go over it point by point by point. But just keep this in mind. If we are not successful in hurting Vladimir Putin and Russia, you can kiss Taiwan goodbye and you can give a nuke to Iran. All right. That will happen. So Putin has to be held accountable. Now, the first step was taken this morning. Olaf Scholz, the new German chancellor, said, you know, we're not going to certify the Nord Stream 2 pipeline into Germany. That's a big investment, $11 billion by Russia. So that will be delayed at the very least and may not ever open. What people don't know is that there is another pipeline, Nord Stream 1, that is carrying natural gas to Germany see the pipeline they all originate and there's four of them in Russia and they all come into Germany where Germans take their energy needs and then they get sent out to Europe the rest of the energy now Italy is already wavering but Italy is not a primary NATO member its Germany Great Britain and France and those Three countries will stay with the USA, in my opinion. Um, So the Germans provided Biden with some cover because a lot of people didn't know how Germany was going to react to this. And Germany needs the energy. Uh, They don't have any themselves. But we'll get into that a little deeper later. So Joe Biden uh, schedules a speech. At first, it was at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Then we got an alert. It was at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And he shows up an hour and 20 minutes late at 2.20. Now, this shows a lack of discipline on the part of the White House. So all I can tell you is I do not believe the White House is being run efficiently at this moment in history second thing is that Mr. Biden read the speech off the teleprompter, but he read it too quickly. This is an important speech. Everybody in the world was paying attention to this, and he was motoring through it. A lot of times it didn't even seem like he knew what he was saying. But I'm not going to hammer Biden on the speech because I thought it wasn't quite specific enough or explanatory enough, but it was a good first step. So the first thing are the sanctions. What the United States and NATO can do is deny Russia the dollar and the euro, and the euro all right? So that's what Biden's first sanction will be. Roll it.
1: That means we've cut off Russia's government from Western financing. It can no longer raise money from the West and cannot trade in its new debt on our markets or European markets either.
0: Okay, now that is significant because any government needs to borrow money at times and to negotiate their debt, have people invest in Russia, that kind of thing. You need that. That's gone, according to Biden. And I believe that will happen. The next step, though, that I would have taken had I been president would be, say, the United States banks are not going to accept any transactions from Russia. That means MasterCard, American Express, Visa. You go to Russia, you can't put anything on your card. We're not going to accept it. Now, maybe that's coming, but it should have been stated in my humble opinion. The second soundbite. It was a mixed message, okay? So Biden is petrified of actual US soldiers and military being involved with Russian military. It's the last thing on earth Biden wants, and he's right. You want to get a shooting war with these people, particularly over Ukraine, okay? I I concur, here's what he said.
1: We have no intention of fighting Russia. We want to send an unmistakable message, though, that the United States, together with our allies, will defend every inch of NATO territory.
0: Okay. remember, Ukraine is not NATO. So the message is mixed. It's like, okay, Vlad, you're going to invade Ukraine. We're going to strangle you economically, but we're not going to fight you. You go into the three Baltic states which are members of NATO, we'll fight you. That's what that message was. The third soundbite that I thought was important was that we Americans are going to suffer. We're already suffering under the Biden administration. And if you don't know that this is not a good or effective administration, then I'd have to question your intelligence. So Joe Biden has been a disaster for this country for almost 14 months. Now the disaster is going to get worse. Roll the tape.
1: As we respond, my administration is using every tool at our disposal to protect American businesses and consumers from rising prices at the pump. As I said last week, defending freedom will have cost for us as well and here at home.
0: All right, so what are you going to do, Joe? You're going to open the uh, Keystone Pipeline? You're going to remove the regulations that are strangling the fossil fuel industry in the USA? You're going to do that and put the global warming madness aside for a little while, even as Russia and China sign a coal deal? Come on. You know, do you have any confidence that Joe Biden's going to bring down the price of gasoline? I don't. There's one way to do it. You harvest more gasoline here. And I'm going to get into that in a moment. So after all that, um, we have something very special for you. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, as you know, uh, traveled the world under President Trump. We were able to interview him before the Biden speech. We were supposed to do it after because Biden was so late, we had to do the interview before we did it on tape, roll it? So Mr. Secretary, here's what I don't understand. I'm a simple man, as you well know, okay? There doesn't seem to be a lot of benefit for Putin here. He doesn't have economic benefit taking this portion of Ukraine. He's gonna cause himself and his country a lot of economic pain, right? So cost-benefit analysis why is the guy doing this? Do you have any idea?
2: Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is, um, this is part of his theory of the case of the greater Soviet Union, right? He wants to go back and have a buffer for his country. He, he, I think he feels this personally. I, I, when I spent time with him, he would talk about greater Ru- Russia and, and Russian history. We saw him explicate that a little bit. I guess it was yesterday when he made his long speech. He, he, he feels aggrieved and he wants to vindicate that. So I think that's one piece. Second, I think he sees uh, a weak West. I think he sees a weak United States. I think he sees Germany that is a supplicant because of the energy needs and he thinks he can push and push and push. So your point about the cost and benefit, I think he believes that the cost will end up ultimately being something he can truly manage. The upside if you're Vladimir Putin is that you get to create and sow chaos in the West. You get to upset the apple cart in many ways.
0: He definitely wants to drive a wedge uh, between the NATO countries. But Germany this morning came out and said Nordstrom, 2 They're going to suspend certification now on it. Um, Putin has invested, uh, you know, $15 billion in that. And uh, Biden is going to hurt him on the dollar, dollar transactions. So Putin's going to get hurt. And uh, for this kind of dream that I'm going to be uh, the Russian Napoleon, I'm going to restore the glory. It seems to me to be megalomaniacal. Am I wrong?
2: There, there, no, there's a piece of that. This is, Bill, Bill, you've watched this guy an awfully long time. I've spent time with him. There's a piece of that that is at the center of his his personality. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And you're, you're right about some of the costs, but remember, he's been through this before. When he took Crimea, he was threatened with big sanctions. He survived, just, just peachy. Um, He just needs to take care of his eight oligarchs. If the Russian people suffer, not his first choice, but, you know, not the end for him. And finally, don't forget the benefit he's getting. I don't know what it's trading at as we sit here. Ninety seven bucks a barrel. Ninety eight bucks Brent crude. Uh, That is an enormous windfall for Russia when energy prices are 50 percent higher than they were a year ago and 100 percent higher than they were during the four years we were in office.
0: But he's not going to be able to get dollars for the oil. So if he wants yen, (laughs) he'll get yen. He's not going to get dollars for it. Now, I spent some time with uh, President Trump recently, as you may know, with the O'Reilly Trump history tour. I got to reverse that Trump O'Reilly history tour. (laughs) And he told me flat out if he were president today, if he were reelected, Putin would
2: not be doing any of this. Do you believe that? I do. Best evidence, Bill, that I have. The only thing that's changed was who was leading the United States of America. Vladimir Putin hasn't changed, his view of the world hasn't changed, his calculus simply changed because America was weak.
0: All right, so Trump told me that he had an arrangement with Putin and the arrangement went down, it was a personal arrangement. It wasn't you and Lavrov, it wasn't a negotiator. It was you don't embarrass me, I won't embarrass you. Was that your understanding?
2: You know, I don't want to speak to that. If the president wants to talk about that publicly, so be it. I, I can say this. Look, we we lived under this, this crazy, silly Russia hoax for two and a half years of the Trump administration where everyone thought we were uh, Russian assets or weak on Russia. Uh, I think we can see that that wasn't the case. And so there were a set of understandings that were taking place that led us to a place where we, we had a deterrence. We put sanctions on Vladimir Putin when he did bad things, but when we found pl- – places we could work with him. I did it at the CIA. We, we took down, we saved Russian lives in St. Petersburg. Putin personally thanked me for that publicly. Um, we had a set of understandings that said, here are the things we can do that can lead our two countries to find perhaps a better path forward and European security and stability on a better path forward as well.
0: Now, most Americans, including me, really didn't understand that Donald Trump, while he was in office, did sanction the Nordstrom Two pipeline, that mm-hmm. there wasn't any um they built it, but there was a sanction on it. What was that sanction that Joe Biden removed almost the first day he was in office?
2: It was a set of prohibitions that uh, sanctioned companies from, to your point, back to the dollar, from using dollars to transact activity around the pipeline. So th- think of uh, shipbuilders, think of construction companies, think of pipeline equipment, think of the people who underwrite that, the insurers who... Uh, create the liability protection for those companies. Those were the things that he unwound. They were Treasury Department sanctions, largely, that prevented dollars from going to the project. Okay.
0: Biden, without any explanation, immediately removed those. Was there a gain for the USA in that removal?
2: From my perspective, there's not much to be gained. I think he was doing it to try and... Uh, build out relationships with Germany in particular and perhaps Europe even more more significantly. I think that's the only upside one could describe. Remember, while he's doing that, he is essentially taking down the American energy industry. So I think there was a climate hook to this as well. I think he believed hey, if we can we can do this in America, we can shut this down. We'll give the Germans what they want for natural gas because they need the energy. They've, they've already shut down significant pieces of their energy complex. We can reach uh, climate accords that'll make the world a safer, happier place. I think that was their theory.
0: Okay. What is the difference, in your opinion, between you and Anthony Blinken, the current Secretary of State? What is is the difference?
2: Well, it it always starts for anybody who works in a, a presidential administration, is we have very different bosses. I had a boss who understood about power, understood how to use American economic power, and was prepared to allow me to travel the world and use American power to protect the things that mattered most to the United States and to set the priorities in a way that actually secured American prosperity and freedom. We, Bill it was shorthanded as America first, uh, but the truth is uh, the, the truth is when you send John Kerry to be the first American senior official to meet with Xi Jinping and Putin, you are signaling American weakness. You're signaling that you'll sacrifice just about anything on the altar of climate change And if you're Secretary Blinken, that puts you in a very difficult place when you're trying to push back on the bad guys across the world.
0: Okay. now uh, I reported yesterday and I don't know if any other national news agency did report it of a massive coal deal where Russia and Putin are going to ship coal to China, who, as you know, are building coal plants, (laughs) coal plants. Okay. and we're talking hundreds of thousands of tons of coal. So it doesn't stack that the Biden administration is trying to rein in our fossil fuel industry when the two largest rivals, Russia and China, are saying, we don't care about global warming, climate change. We're going to pump as much coal into the atmosphere as we want. Yet the American media doesn't cover it. I would submit to you that 99% of Americans don't even know this. And that's a pretty frightening scenario, is it not?
2: Oh, Bill, you, you've nailed it. They, they, the administration traveled at the beginning of its time to Copenhagen for a climate summit where the Chinese lied flat out and said, oh, we'll reduce our carbon footprint. Well, on the ground, the reality was opening about a coal-fired power plant every couple of weeks. And this is the other big difference, Bill. Um, when it came to energy, when it came to lots of issues, we accepted the world as it was. We didn't live in a fantasy world. It, it is not the case that the Chinese Communist Party is ever going to submit to restrictions on their carbon footprint until they've got an economy that is twice the size of ours. They're they are going to grow. They're going to do the right things for their own people. To your point about the Russians, they are massive importers of energy, not only coal, but natural gas and crude oil as well. They are reliant on the world for their energy. And we ought to use the American energy sources that we have that are affordable and clean and drive the Chinese Communist Party to have to pay really high prices for their. Yeah. You-
0: you just misspoke a little. You said Russia uh, is is massively dependent. It's no, China, China that yes, China sir. that's massively dependent. Now, does the Putin Xi, she of course, the president of China, does their newfound friendship worry you or is this just
2: cosmetics? It's hard to know and in part depends on how the West behaves. Uh, today i think it's cosmetics today i think it's a, a relationship of opportunity in the moment they found a, a a relationship that benefits them for the time but they have lots of interests that are divergent yet we should make no mistake if the west continues to allow them to walk all over us they'll find a way to work together and we'll end up living in a world that is very different than ours and we'll have a russia sino pact that puts uh puts them in the front seat and puts the west they centralized ideas of human dignity and security in the backseat. We, we can't let that happen, Bill. Okay, two more questions. What would you advise
0: President Biden to do now to punish Vladimir Putin
2: very specifically? I'll give you four thoughts that you could do with a stroke of a pen. He needs no congressional support to do it, just the support of the American people. First, uh, take them out of SWIFT so that it's hard for them to conduct transactions and dollars and go after their metals, trade, and the oligarchs. Those those are the things that have kept Vladimir Putin in power. Those will be the things that threaten him, and you can do those nearly immediately. Second, I would be on the phone and tell NATO, you need to move your forces, your teams, your dollars to help your eastern friends. So think France, Germany, the UK, uh, go to Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia to make sure that Putin understands that there is a real blunting force available to Europe. And then finally, I would make the case to the American people about why this matters. Maybe that's the most important thing of all. You have to describe that we'll have higher fertilizer costs, higher costs for a loaf of bread, higher costs for gasoline in the United States. If we, if we allow Putin free reign, if we let him move about the cabin, it has real-world impacts on us here at home. And when those things go higher, Bill, we know what inflation spirals look like. You only need to look back to the 70s and Jimmy Carter.
0: I don't know if the American people have enough discipline to uh, suffer Um, for a greater good that might be down the road. But I do know if we don't punish Putin that Putin's not going to stop. It looks to me he's a sociopath, he's a narcissist and a megalomaniac. I mean, that's a pretty strong trifecta. (laughs) All right. It looks to me that he wants to break down world order and then rebuild it from the Soviet, maybe Chinese point of view. China takes um, Asia and then he takes the sphere of influence that Soviet Union used to have that looks to me about what he wants to do and if that's the case then we're going to enter into a new cold war am i wrong
2: bill it's why it, it's precisely correct it's why we need to get after this now you remember the old fram oil commercials right you can pay me now or you can pay me later uh, i we should we, the president should be out making the case to the American people that we are better to do this now, stop him now. Xi Jinping will ultimately drive the the destruction of the current world order in a way that Vladimir Putin can't, but he is happy to be the supporting actor in that very, very dangerous movie for the United States of America.
0: Mr. Secretary, I can't thank you enough for your expertise, your
2: patriotism, your
0: patriotism to this country. And uh, you're welcome anytime on the No Spin News. And we really appreciate you helping us out today.
2: Thank you, Bill. Have a good day, sir.
0: Okay, once again, a busy day for uh, Mike Pompeo. He was very kind to help us out. Now let's get into the oil thing. I'm going to go very slowly. This is very important. Okay. So Donald Trump said on the Trump-O'Reilly history tour that the United States, under his administration, was, quote, energy independent. Now many people believe that means that we don't have to Import any energy we have enough for our own needs. That's not what energy independence is This is so complicated. So energy independence is when we Export sell more oil and fossil fuel to foreign nations more than we import But we're making money That's energy independence. Okay, that's number one number two We import oil, all right? About 11% of all our petroleum needs are foreign. Okay, that's pretty good. 89% come from here, but 11% are foreign. And the top five sources that we buy from put them on the screen Canada, Mexico, Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Colombia, South America. Now, Russia, we should immediately stop that. Biden didn't mention it today, but that should be stopped immediately. OK, and that's, you know, seven percent. That's a lot of money for Putin. Um, about one point five billion a month. The USA buys from Russia. So I thought that would be interesting to you. Of course, we could ramp up much, much more fossil fuel here, and not buy anything abroad. That's possible. We have the reserves. But climate change, progressive movement, liberal Democratic Party, maybe it'll change. All right, so all in all, I'm not criticizing Biden today. I thought he should be a little bit more specific, taking his time a little bit more than he did. I think my plan is better than his plan. No expenditures on credit cards, okay, for American banks. And then the European Union should do it too. Strangle him. But I don't, I don't think that's implied, but it should be. And the second thing is, we got to ramp up our own petroleum industry here in the USA and just suspend the global warming madness for a little while. I'm a big, clean planet guy, as you know. But let's be sane. We got a vile dictator trying his hardest to set the world on fire. That's what Putin's doing. Huge villain. And talking about villain, how about uh, little Justin Trudeau up in Canada with the truckers? So the truckers are gone. All right, Uh, they're broken up. But Justin is still uh, able to use emergency powers by a vote in the House of Commons in Iowa of 185 to 151. So this doesn't affect us. All right. But the emergency powers are interesting. Little Justin can freeze the bank accounts of the truckers. So you get their license plates. And bang, you can't get your money. That's pretty onerous, is it not? And he can also suspend insurance on those trucks. You can say to the Canadian insurers, you don't insure it, these people, here's the list. Now, um, the right-wing American media has run wild with the story, and I don't have a beef with it. I've covered it responsibly. I don't think it's a huge story for America, but I've covered it. And they have basically say that Trudeau's the worst guy in the world. Do I think he's the worst guy in the world? No, Putin's the worst guy in the world. Is he on the list? Yeah, he is. Trudeau is, is not a friend to anybody. But his power is diminished. The Canadian people are going to boot him. You wait and see. Now, in the United States, there is a people's convoy being formed of trucks, and they're going to roll uh, close to D.C., Um, timing it so they'll arrive in the area for Biden's State of the Union on March 1st. But they are not allowed to go into the Capitol. So you're not going to have what happened in Ottawa and Washington. Can't go there. And the People's Convoy organizers know that. They've accepted that. Now, how big this movement is going to be with all the mandates for COVID leaving the building now, I don't know. So COVID rates are down 95% since the uh, Omicron peak. Okay, Uh, that was January 18th, It's a 95% decline. But be very, very, very careful. It's still out there, as the Queen of England found out. Be very cautious. Now, here's a story you'll hear nowhere else, which is why I believe you watch the No Spin News and listen to it on the radio. As you know, each individual state is responsible for its election. So next November in the midterms, every state will supervise the vote. And some states do a better job than others, as we know. Okay? So Idaho, tiny old Idaho, has passed a new law that makes it a crime to bundle Votes. Now, what is vote bundling? I will remind you, that is when someone goes in to a home or an apartment building or any place, takes a vote, a ballot, a mail-in ballot, takes it away from the person with the person's permission and brings it to a precinct. That's called bundling. That's what Zuckerberg was doing. Okay, he was spending all that millions of dollars paying people to bundle. So Idaho says he can't do it anymore. And if you bring more than 10 votes to a polling place, that's a felony. Less than 10, a misdemeanor. So it passed in the Idaho House. Fifty three fifteen. Big. Big. All 12 House Democrats. Obviously, Idaho, Republican state voted against the bill. If every state would do that our problems would be 90% solved in the election. Did you know fast growing trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, this woman worked hard to get elected to the Congress. She defeated an old hack on the Democratic Party, and she represents mostly precincts in the Bronx. She's a Boston University grad, as am I. Unfortunately, Ms. Cortez does not know very much. I'm not going to say she's unintelligent, I'm going to say she's not well informed about history, about economics, about anything. She's there because she hustled and the people in her district identified with her. Okay. So she was down in Texas campaigning because she's a big name in the Democratic Party. And she flew back to New York from Austin first class. And that has become a big topic of conversation. Roll the tape.
3: It's not to mention Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, famous for wearing her tax-the-rich dress, was caught flying first class this week. Should be a field day for Republicans.
0: But it wasn't. We looked to see if anybody made a big deal out of this uh, on the Republican side, and they did not. And the reason they did not was because Ms. Cortez has to fly first class, has to be up top in the cabin for security reasons. She can't be back surrounded in the middle seat because she is a very controversial person. You can't put her back there. And that's why I think people understood that. Not to say she doesn't like her luxury items. She does. And if you want to think she's a hypocrite, go ahead. This day in history, February twenty second, 1980, U.S. hockey team beats the Soviet Union. Yay. Okay. So this was called the Miracle on Ice. Here is the call by Al Michaels.
3: 19 seconds.
2: Johnson over to Ramsey. Big off. gets checked by Ramsey. The Clanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to soap. Five seconds left in the game. You over. believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable.
0: That was so important because the Soviet Union and the United States were in the middle of the Cold War. You know, history repeats itself. And the Soviets had just invaded Afghanistan. There were U.S. hostages in Tehran, Iran, and the Jimmy Carter economy was devastating America. We were all suffering under Carter. And that was a morale booster. So they beat the Soviets, and then the USA beat Finland for the gold. And the Russians were so angry that they would not allow their players' names on the silver medal, that the Soviets won. They usually engrave the names on the metal, wouldn't do it. That was 42 years ago today. Quick break, good mail segment, I hope. Final thought that I think you wanna hear, right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending,
3: Jumba. No process by law. 18 plus terms and Website for details. All
0: right, let's go to the mail Alice on the message board. If you become a BillOReilly.com premium or concierge member and we hope you will consider it, you go on the message board anytime you want, talk to all the other hundreds of thousands of members and it's fun. All right, that's another benefit. Alice says, O'Reilly, thank you for making the Putin-Ukraine situation clear. Now I understand why Putin wants to do what he is planning to do. That is our job, clarity here. Um, Bob, concierge member, Bill, your announcement about Russia's supposedly impending threat against Ukraine was the best I've seen and heard, thoughtful and insightful, reasonably thought out. Again, that is what we do. This is a fact-based broadcast. If you want to waste your time on... Crazy conspiracy stuff. There's plenty of opportunity to do that. You come here, you will know the truth. Anthony DiCarlo, Merrick, New York, on Long Island. Who hired John Durham? That would be the former Attorney General Barr under Trump. He appointed John Durham to investigate Russian collusion and the U.S. agencies that may have been involved. All right. Bob Barr. Robert Chickalela, Presque Isle, Maine, way, way up in northern Maine. I must say, Bill, you and your staff did an outstanding job highlighting moments from the history tour. I was impressed by President Trump. And if he could maintain that demeanor, emphasize his accomplishments, and highlight what's going on now in a country, he might be reelected. I told you you'd see a different Trump. Now, we've extended that uh, Trump-O'Reilly history tour streaming. Okay, until Thursday, because the demand is so great. And now with Putin, we talk a lot about Putin in that show. Well, you don't want to see that. Uh, Cindy, concierge, remember, I disagree that the bad guys are winning, Bill. If the good guys would have the courage to refuse to do evil and speak up against it, defending their friends honestly and others who are unable to defend themselves, we would prevail. But that's not happening, Cindy. The social media companies are wiping out. Due process, right and wrong, evil is winning on social media, and that is my column. That's my column. You can read it, and you don't have to be a premium member to read it. Anybody can read the column on BillOReilly.com. Bill, uh, why don't we have better libel laws? because of the lawyer lobby in Washington, D.C. They don't want any changes. The sleazy lawyers are making a fortune, throwing everything up against the wall and paying no price for doing so, and they have ruined the civil justice system in this country. Ted Stepfan, Saratoga Springs, Utah. Great report again tonight. Loved the final thought. My wife and I sat down in early January, planned our travel for the year. That is the smartest thing you can do. Where do you see the hotel prices? They're, oh, my God, I'm getting a tent. (laughs) Everything's up because so many people will be traveling this summer and fall. Phil Humble, Chattanooga, Oklahoma. I didn't even know there was a Chattanooga, Oklahoma. Received my two mugs in blue and white. They are the best mugs I've ever experienced. Well, we're glad you like Throw those mugs up there, okay? Uh, Stand up for your country, made in the USA. They are fabulous mugs. We are going to sell out, so if you want them, a word to the wise. WLS Chicago, our powerhouse radio affiliate there, I am going to give them a show, and you are invited. Genesee Theater, March 31st, Waukegan, Illinois, 7 p.m. show. Okay? So, how do you get to see me? Ticketmaster.com. And I kept the prices reasonable. Okay, it's not the Trump History Tour, which the expenses were astronomical. You'll be able to see me there. And we will have a great show for you. A lot of surprises. Okay, and finally, Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists will be out May 3rd. If you buy from us, we will give you a free regret your 2020 vote yet. (laughs) Killing the Killers, best reporting I have ever done in my career. May 3rd, pre-order on BillOReilly.com. Get the sticker. You can do it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble as well. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and be back with a look into the future, your future, and the future of your kids and grandkids.
3: Right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing?
0: All right, here is the final thought of the day. There is a great divide coming for America. Now, I tell my two urchins, all right, one is in law school, the other is a freshman in college. And I said, Look, it is extremely important for your life that you understand what is coming in the future. Americans who are educated, who are aware, and who understand how money works, how the government works, how society works, are going to prosper more than ever before. They're going to become wealthy if they want to, and they're going to have a variety of options for a profession. But if you don't do those things, you're going to get crushed. So about 20% of Americans are going to get all the opportunity, and the other 80%, the people with tattoos on their neck, the people who can't speak the language, who never read a book in their life, who don't consume information, they're going to be left to the vagaries of the marketplace. They're going to have to take jobs they don't like. My father had a job his whole life he hated, and that broke his health because he was a depression kid. He wouldn't take a chance. He wouldn't use his talents. Well, now, if you don't know anything, if you don't pay attention, you're not going to get opportunity. That doesn't mean you have to be a pinhead. You don't have to get a law degree or a master's degree or anything like that. You can develop a skill. If you can fix things that people need, you're going to be able to make a good amount of money. But you're gonna have to manage that money and invest that money if you want to rise up and have the freedom that you deserve. The Founding Fathers set us up. Pursuit of happiness. There is no greater country in the world than the United States for the pursuit of happiness. That is why millions of people are sneaking in here, okay? But you've got to do certain things. You have to know what's going on. That's why I set up this news service. If you watch the networks, if you watch cable news, you do not know what's going on. You are fed a steady stream of propaganda. And that's the truth. I worked there. You know it. It's changed dramatically since I was there. So. We are devoted to giving you the truth, and we are encouraging you to level with your kids and grandkids. Their responsibilities they have to embrace. It's hard, but if they don't do it, life is going to be much tougher than it should be. That is a final thought. Thank you very much for watching us tonight. Hope you got a lot out of this program, and we'll see you tomorrow.